0: This is A-Mats here with BeatPamp, episode 153. BeatPamp, how's it going with you? It's going great, especially because number 53 was Daryl Dawkins,
1: a.k.a. Chocolate Thunder, one of the greatest nicknames of NBA history.
0: One of the greatest. uh, If you were a backboard standing in his way, you were quaking in your boots. That's right.
1: He got basically dunking the big break backboards band and also wearing gold chains band. The same man got two things banned in the NBA. He's a great pioneer.
0: Great pioneer. Good for him. All the coolest things. Mm-hmm. All right. We are talking about... We are finally doing a, a podcast talking about podcasts. We're going fully meta. We're going to name our top five podcasts. This is going to break the internet. It will destroy the internet. I, I think what I found when I was going over this list is that there are just two types of podcasts that I enjoy sports or comedy. Yeah. That is, <laughs> I, yep. really, I don't want a podcast to make me think at all.
1: Yeah. I kind of, I honestly, my favorite ones definitely are all in that. I think I do listen to other ones, but I, I, I would not be able to put them on the list.
0: Did you have like, are your two categories kind of the same or do you have any, any other category you were considering when you put this together?
1: I mean, honestly, I did think about some of the ones, like especially some of the true crime ones that are well-made and like, especially like the small-time independent ones, I find that where it's like somebody that's just really good at telling a story, basically. I, I have one in my honorable mentions, but it's just like, I want, like you said, I want that sports and comedy is
0: like the sweet spot for me. Yeah, it's tough. I also had a tough time... Tough time dealing with kind of recency bias when I was thinking about this list. Yeah, because uh, not everything on the list do I still listen to regularly, but I felt negligent if I didn't put it on the list. Some of them might not fully exist anymore. It, it was tough. Yeah, that's the same boat. I mine tends. I think mine tends to be like some of my OG favorites, honestly. Yeah. Um, all right, we're gonna come back to this. Before we do though, I think it has to be said that truly though, we won't put it as our number one, the number one podcast is this one. It's what you're listening to people. It is. So when we go over our list, we're going to say top five podcasts, but really what we mean to say is top six through two podcasts. I was going to say, yeah,
1: every time we say like my number five, it's really my number six and so on. It's a coding system.
0: The only exception is for whatever reason, instead of number two, we mean number four. And instead of number three, we mean number
1: two. (laughs) Don't put it like that. Yeah, we 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 wanted to make it as complicated as possible for you, basically.
0: Yeah. Uh, but the name of this podcast, the whiskey sessions podcast, is not just about top five lists, it's about whiskey. So B pimp, what are you drinking today?
1: I gotta give a shout out to my sister, Caitlin. She got me this awesome skull, uh, decanter that my whiskey is in that I'm sure I'm Andy right now, it's got a skull topper. And then the glasses have like a skull engraved in the bottom that fits in there. So you can like, I don't know what you would do with that, but it's just kind of cool to me, like the, the way they built it. It's very, cool. um, it's awesome. But the, the whiskey that I have in that bottle is right here. It's called whiskey acres. Um, it's a street
0: bourbon. Now, what I'm noticing about the bottle is that whiskey is crystal clear. You got some crystal clear whiskey here. Crystal clear whiskey. Or the it's bottle. Like,
1: it's like crystal Pepsi. Yeah. Um, but it's, this is what I actually, we have had a whiskey acres in the past. Let me look really quick and see if I can quickly find that. I know we've had one. I don't think it was this one. If we're looking
0: that up, I will guess the episode that we had a whiskey acres. And I'll say 68. Ooh. It was one twenty two. Not close. Yep. It
1: was one twenty two. It was our um, NBA season preview for that year though, which is interesting. Oh. Well that just would have been for last year, right? Twenty twenty one, twenty twenty-two season, yeah. 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 Um, but I had their rye. Okay. So this is their bourbon. So that's good. Now we have both uh you know both of their main flagship whiskeys, but this is a um a state distilled which just means that I think all the ingredients are on the premises of where they make this. I think that's when they can call it the state bourbon, which is always nice. Uh, 50%. So a hundred proof, none of that crazy crap I had last time that gave me yeah, a horrible yeah. headache. Yeah. God, that stuff was bad. Um, this is made in DeKalb, Illinois home of Northern Illinois university.
0: Nice. DeKalb. Well, I, I, I like that you're doing local-ish. Yeah.
1: This is one that I've wanted to go back to because I had, um, what reminded me of it was my dad was asking me for like a local whiskey too. And he he asked about, put whiskey acres back in my mind. Right. Um, but yeah, so now I'm going to pour into this fancy new glass here courtesy of Caitlin. Thank you, sis. I haven't really poured out of a, uh, one of these things before, so hopefully I don't make a mess.
0: There we go, a nice healthy belt. How is the pouring process working? So does that hold 750 milliliters exactly? It, yeah,
1: it basically—it's almost exact, and it kind of—it got kind of disconcertingly close to the edge at the
0: top. So I wonder if it's—I don't know—but it held it all, so I guess that's the idea. But maybe they want you to pour a full bottle in there, but actually take a shot off the top yourself. That's what I think. That's the idea.
1: It's like yeah. a wink, wink. Hey, it's all you can have a little drink when you're filling up your bottle.
0: It almost fits.
1: <laughs> um, you can see here the color is a little darker than the one you just had in the last episode. It's kind of more what you would expect. I think for the bourbon. Yeah. Good caramely color. Yeah. Nice little hue to it. Um, I do have it on the rocks. First time drinking out of this glass
0: maiden voyage. My smell is off. I'm just recovering from COVID. Full disclosures. If it's the maiden voyage of a glass, do you have to break glass over it?
1: I have to break a gl- another glass into this glass. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I think That's the rule. You have to do that on a maiden voyage of a ship. Oh no, I didn't. Ha- I didn't bring another glass. What am I gonna uh, do about it?
1: It smells. I-, I I could smell more of it than I was expecting with my inhibited sense of smell. It definitely has a pleasant, a pleasant sweet odor um that i would be looking for with a with a
0: bourbon so that's a good start yeah i'm I'm curious because i think this is the first time we'll we've been recording since somebody is still testing positive for COVID. so it's our first covid tasting
1: yeah this is a covid special my first sip there um nice finish of warm you know that warmth that you want with a bourbon that finishing feeling, um, it has a nice, a nice prolonged one of those, which I'm a real big fan of. Um, there is a nice mix of the sweet, um, like the corn and, uh, those like the flavors that give bourbon, that little sweet sweetness to it. It's a nice mix. I'm not picking out any
0: one thing specifically yet with the first taste, but it's quite nice at at, at a first glance. Anything particularly unique for a bourbon that you're calling out maybe on the second sip? Um, let's see. I would say it is a little bit
1: the one thing that I would point out that maybe is unique to this one even though it is like a traditional flavor profile for for bourbon it's not there's something else happening between, like, normally when I drink a bourbon, it's like, yeah, you take the sip, you get the sweet mix of the ingredients and that, like, nice, sweet taste that a bourbon has. And then it, sometimes it'll go straight into that burning, like, finishing sensation. But this one has, like, a, has kind of, like, a, a longer time frame that that occurs. And there's, like, something in the middle of those two tastes that I can't quite put my finger on that's happening. But it's, I kind of like it. Hmm.
0: Just a nice transitionary.
1: Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, it's like a a bridge. And the third sip, I did notice right right when I took the sip, there's almost like a cinnamony, not that strong or not that pronounced, like big red or anything like that, but just like a little hint of it in the in the pro, flavor profile too that I like. So I'm gonna say that was my third sip. I definitely am putting this on the smooth train. This is a very good. Very, very good uh, bourbon. I'm very happy for Illinois
0: that has a good bourbon on the map. I love that Illinois has a good bourbon. I'm glad that we are breaking our three boot streak. Yeah,
1: this is this is a solid, solid, smooth train for sure. Go get it. Way to go DeKalb. Yeah, DeKalb's doing it right. I think if I recall correctly, I like the rye as well.
0: So if they make anything else, I'm going to have to try it out. Do it. Uh, All right. We're talking about our favorite podcasts. Um, I know if any other podcast put together this list too, that we would be number one. We've already talked about how we're our own number ones. Now we're talking about the rest. The rest. The best of the rest. The best of the rest. The top five best of the rest. <laughs> uh, any other thing that you want to cover before we jump into the list? No, let's go for it. All right, let's do it. These are our top five favorite podcasts
1: more than four less than six it's the top five
0: my number five is you know at another time this might have been number one it might have been number two right now i don't catch it all that often but i gotta give it credit for being one of the first podcasts i listen to regularly my number five is comedy bang bang Host excellent of- Scott Ackerman uh, for people who don't really know much about this podcast it usually features a celebrity guest. They'll do a few minutes of an interview. Uh, and then in the second uh, and third segments, they will bring on an impersonator of some kind, either doing a, a fake real voice or just a, a made up character. And it's in generally improvisation from other like relatively famous comedians. Paula Tompkins is a big one. Who's on the show quite a bit and he'll play Andrew Lloyd Webber or cake boss or whoever cake uh, Boss, uh, a great show. Andy Daly's on it a lot too, isn't he? Andy Daly super funny. Uh, he's on it a lot. Uh, Lauren Lapkus is on it a lot. Uh, she's a Lithuanian. So I got to shout her out and yeah, it, it's, it's a great show. I've, They even at the end of the show, will give an opportunity for the celebrity guest to plug whatever they're doing, if it's a movie or a TV show or a comedy tour or something along those lines. And so they'll do like a a fan entered plugs theme song. And they have picked a song of mine three different times. Ooh, you got three on there. Yeah. Although, well, I'll say they've done it three times, but it's only two different songs. Mm. They did the same one twice, almost in a row. That might've been an accident. Was that
1: the one uh, the one that you and Maggie recorded? Well, uh,
0: yes. Although both of them we recorded. Uh, it was under the band name Andy Metz and a Woman.
1: Yeah, that was great. Those are awesome. I remember when you told me that's
0: so cool. But it was... Uh, no, it's a really good show. And I listened to it really regularly for a very long time. Yeah.
1: That's what I... It's strange that I have a couple offshoots, I think, on my list. But I never... Listened regularly to the main, the mothership of comedy, Bang Bang. To be yeah. honest, with you. Uh, all right. What's your number five? My number five is
0: Doughboys. Boys. Great. Oh, do, do 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 Boys. I love like, just hair. the concept of this show.
1: Yeah, it's very funny. Um, I go through spurts of like I used to listen to it very regularly. I hadn't for a long time, and then this year I just went back and like, well, I guess it's only two weeks into the year, but within the last few months I went back and started listening to it again. Um, some of my fave episodes, and it's really good. The only reason I don't have it higher and, and kind of fell off of it is they started talking about, like, Star Wars incessantly, and I just became... <laughs> I'm not, like, a big Star Wars guy, and I was just like, every episode, I'm, like, sitting through 20 minutes of Star Wars nonsense. I just that seems exist. weird. Yeah, they're just obsessed with it. So, I mean, I get it. Like, it's probably, like, people... Like, we talk about the NBA all the time, if somebody's not an NBA fan, they might say the same thing. So, I'm not... Hating on them. It's just my personal taste, you know.
0: No, exactly. I I listened to not a lot of episodes of that show. Probably like three or four. But you yeah, enjoy it. I think I listened to the a Red Lobster episode. Yeah, that's a good one. Was it the one where they did the shrimp off? It might have been. For some reason, it, I feel like they might have done like multiple Red Lobster episodes. Yeah, they have. I think now they are doing
1: like chains multiple times. If anybody isn't familiar, it's basically a uh, Nick Weiger and Mike Mitchell who are two com- well, Nick Weiger's a comedy writer, and Mitchell's a improv guy from um, uh, oh my god, what's the UCB? He's a yeah UCB improv guy and like had a sketch show called Birthday Boys and stuff. And they get, they review chain restaurants with guests, so that's like the whole premise of it. It's pretty, it's definitely good. I don't understand how they eat fast food and chain restaurant food, like on the regular like that, I feel like it would just destroy my body if I, if I tried to do that. So I give them almost just credit for that alone. It probably
0: is destroying their bodies. Yeah. I can't no. imagine eating it. I don't think I've ever been to Red Lobster before, but like, yeah, some of those places, if they did an episode for white castle and probably they have like that single handedly destroys my body. I can't even do that place. Yeah. Well, I love, I have such a love hate relationship with white castle. It's So,
1: so good, but so bad.
0: <laughs> my brother took Thomas, his son, uh, my nephew to White Castle for the first time, and they got like a Crave case and then took a picture after it was done. and I feel like his facial expression was like, D- don't do this to me again. Yeah, he's like, "It's ch- I've changed now. It's going to be like his top five list of moments
1: I changed is when I ate all the sliders. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and, uh, I've had White Castle twice ever, and i I honestly will probably go the rest of my life without ever having it again. I've had it a lot, but
1: as time goes on, there's like a inverse relationship between the time that passes and the frequency with which I have White Castle. So
0: yeah. <laughs> that's good. Uh all right, my number four is I don't think it's quite an offshoot of comedy bang bang, although it is on the same network, earwolf. Uh, but it's Hollywood handbook with Sean and Hayes, and it is just a goofy podcast where two guys are pretending they're kind of Hollywood hotshots. They get celebrities and, and comedians to be on, and it really doesn't have any form to it, which is almost a running joke of the show where they try new dumb segments. Yeah, <laughs> Really there's, there's nothing I like. There are some very funny episodes. I think there's a Kumal uh Kumal Nanjiani episode that's really funny. That was the one that you told me about that got me into that show. Yeah, he's recording like the fake like fake dialogue for a video game. And then I think they kind of make him come across as like a pedophile or something like that.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's called like Fight Haver, I think.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so it's like there is uh, but yeah, it's definitely like both guys are really funny and different. Like, one I actually confused the name Sean Hayes for whatever reason. One of them went to like Harvard and was part of that comedy group, Hayes. So, yeah, Hayes. And then Sean, I think Sean is actually probably a funnier person and is a little bit quicker, uh, but definitely doesn't come from that kind of background. And they just work really well together. And they also play up, I'll talk a lot more about this later too, but they also play they had a long
1: running gag where they would sean would talk about how like he would demean himself as somebody like hayes who went to harvard and had all he would be like oh me and my cronies from harvard like they would just make fun of each other in that like completely commit to it for a
0: long time they would do that it was great. yeah they also and it's not uncommon for podcasts to do their own ad reads but they take their ad reads to just like the next level
1: there's their patreon i subscribe to their Patreon and they have a specific feed where they keep the ads in because of how much people want to hear the
0: ads (laughs) they do that's hilarious yeah uh all right what's your number four
1: speaking of ucb and earwolf my number four is womp it up Ooh, i don't think i've actually listened to this although i really like it every
0: time the two of them are on comedy bang bang womp it up is fantastic
1: it's uh uh Jessica Sinclair plays Marissa Wampler, who's a Comedy Bang main character she did. And then that spun off into this podcast. And then Lennon Parham is her partner. Like, they do a show called Playing House that was on USA for a few seasons. That was amazing. Uh, and they're really... They're, they're, Jessica Sinclair is, like, one... She makes me laugh. Like, her and Jason Mendoza, I feel like, make me laugh. And Paul Tompkins, I might put in there. Just, like, crack me up. Whenever they're on something, I'm like, this is going to be great because they just, they really make me laugh. And her that that backstory that they have with their, she, Lennon Parham's like her teacher, basically, who's like a very militant, like, like protective person. And like the interplay and like all the guests they have on and the characters that they come up with, it's just, it's just really good.
0: I also think where they live is funny too, Marina Del Rey. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's like something funny. Like I was just down in the LA area again, but not like truly in LA. We I went from like Torrance, which is south of LA, to Santa Monica, which is near Marina Del Rey, and then like LAX Airport. And just like the whole area is like kind of funny. The idea of going to a high school from an area that's just like a bunch of like bizarrely like man-made uh like areas. So everybody has like a house on the water but it's like not ritzy it's just kind of weird yeah that's funny that's where it's set. yeah uh that's a great one uh good number four my number three is uh james bonding oh yeah with matt gorley and matt myra and i i almost wouldn't put this on my list but they actually started just re-releasing the episodes again so i've been I mean, I listened to them, some of them like eight, nine years ago when they started the podcast and have listened to a couple since. And it's just like a nice way to go over the movies again. I think I've seen all of the movies. I mean, I definitely haven't seen all the movies, but some of them I haven't seen in a long time and, uh, yeah, it's just been interesting to like, it's made me want to watch a couple again, I actually recently watched skyfall, which was it paced a lot different than I remember. It's actually a little bit better than I remember, although its plot is so implausible uh, that, uh, like, I definitely noticed that again. But overall, great podcast. All right, what is your number three?
1: My number three, I'm thinking of, as you're talking, I'm thinking of some I want to put on my honorable mentions. Hold on,
0: so I don't forget.
1: <laughs> Got it. My number three is one that you may not be familiar with. It's WrestleCrap Radio.
0: You are correct. I am not familiar with that one.
1: This is by far the nerdiest podcast I have on my list because it's, um, WrestleCrap is a website that was started in the nineties or early two thousands that just covers like all the worst gimmicks and like stupid and unintentionally hilarious things that happen in wrestling. And then they started a podcast actually in like 2005. So pretty early on in like the whole world of podcasting, basically um that i love and i have an ipod classic that i keep charged and working to this day i can't sync it with it's from a laptop that's like three laptops ago that i have no access to the itunes that it was connected to but i keep this ipod because i have every episode of that podcast and another one i'm going to have on my list later that that's the only way i can listen to them is on that so if that
0: ipod craps out i'm going to be very sad (laughs) i hope not for your sake yeah uh, they what did they don't make iPods anymore, but I'm trying to think like when they even stopped making them.
1: I didn't even honestly didn't even realize they stopped. I guess I should have because you could do everything through a phone now, but I didn't even, I'm, it didn't even
0: dawn on me. I'm almost positive they stopped making them completely.
1: I have a classic that has like a lot of storage that I think I got probably, it's probably one of the last ones they released,
0: honestly. Huh. Yeah, I've had a couple iPods in my day, but it's been a while for sure. I wonder if I have any laying around here. Yeah, that that that's why
1: I have like every so often I have a hankering to go back and listen to that podcast. Actually, fire up the old iPod.
0: Nice. All right, my number two is the Low Post. Pretty straightforward. Zach Lowe's basketball podcast. I I gotta think out of every even though I'm putting it number two, he comes out regularly, probably about twice a week during the basketball season which I like it's something that for me is like such an easy listen to, like, keep me plugged into the NBA season. Yeah. Flow is very smart. He has good guests, uh, usually other writers, but sometimes like actual players as well, or coaches. And the only thing I will say negatively about the podcast, which to me is the best basketball podcast is he I think as he's gotten on TV a little bit more, he's starting to get like maybe a little on the arrogant side. Big for his britches. Yeah. I, and the way I notice it is sometimes in his podcast now, he'll have like 10 or 15 minute like monologues, not often, but I I don't want them from him. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. They, stick to the interviews and if you want to talk for an extended period of time in, in, in the interview like that's okay but for some reason the one person monologues, like no yeah
1: I was going to say too I've listened to that on your I think on your recommendation I liked it a lot and I think what I liked about it was his way of interacting with people like you said you could talk to a player front office guy coach scout fellow medium like he has a way of like interacting with everybody and making it sound entertaining
0: so like that's his strength why would he be taking that out and just dialogue, you know, like monologuing. Yeah. And I wonder how much of it is his choice or how much of it is like ESPN saying you should do this. I have no idea. All right. Your number two.
1: My number two is another oldie, but goodie that I have on that iPod. Um, the original Ricky Gervais show podcast. How far does that go back? That started in about 2002. Wow.
0: That's like an original.
1: I believe that I actually heard Jordan Morris from uh, Jordan, Jesse go. I don't know if you've ever listened to that. It's on maximum fun podcast network. It's kind of like, I've heard of the Jordan Morris. Oh, okay.
0: Yeah.
1: Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. I heard him on interviewed and I heard him say that their podcast was like the original. And I was like, I don't think so. Not that I would want to like jump to defender, he's your base, but I feel like they kind of started
0: that. And I thought it was kind of accepted that they did. I think we started the whiskey sessions in like 2001. Oh, you're right. You're right. Yeah. You're right. God, yeah. how embarrassing. But no, you're basically, they're again,
1: just like our numbering system, they were second. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> <After us. laughs> um, but no, they that show, uh, mainly I, I go back and try to listen to it and there is still like some stuff in that that's really funny, but it's mostly Carl Pilkington because he was like their producer legitimately he was a producer at the radio station where their show started that they didn't know before like becoming comedy partners with him and then realized this guy's nuts and kind of turned him into like the main part of their show um and it's great
0: so it's just really funny is it carl pilkington pilkington ricky gervais and Stephen merchant is that like yes okay yes yes and it was on xfm
1: which is like a you know, like the Q one hundred and one kind of of London for the, sh- for Chicago people, uh, like okay. the alternative rock station that they were on like Saturday afternoons for two hours. Um, even after the office, like they, he just, they just did a radio show um, on the weekends. So it's kind of interesting, but then they parlayed that into a podcast basically.
0: Very cool. All right. Good. Number two. Mm-hmm. Uh, my number one is super ego. Great show. It's different from all the other ones we're mentioning, because it is highly edited. I mean, its basis is in, um, it's in improv, but then it has, but then it's very edited. It has other kind of like special sound effects thrown in otherwise, but for people who don't know Super Ego, it's a group of four comedians, Matt Gorley, who I mentioned, uh, Mark McConville, what is one of the guys name? jeremy something yeah and then paul f tompkins joined a little bit later and it's run yeah uh and they basically and they'll have guest stars as well uh but they'll do these these like four or five minute segments maybe maybe like three or four of them per episode there's not that many episodes there's six seasons but each one is like five or six episodes or so and it's just really tightly made uh, and very, very funny. And it's all based around this idea of the superego, They'll, they'll kind of talk about the theme of a particular sketch before it shows. Uh, and it's usually based around actually like a mood disorder. And it's just great. I don't think I can do it justice. They've done like star Wars kind of ripoffs or not ripoffs. I should say like parodies on star Wars, especially where they they're, they're flying to blow off this that uh blow up the death star that are funny. <laughs> they've done uh, uh western stunt show uh type episodes that are very funny there's it's just really really good really well made i could not recommend it more
1: yeah that's one i've wanted to do a deep dive into i've heard a couple episodes and really liked it so, all right we're down to it. what's your number one hollywood handbook baby all right the best. I'm actually curious. You turned me on to this. Do you have, when's the last time you think you listened to it? Probably
0: six months ago. Oh, okay. So you still do every so often? Every so often. I think what happened is the pandemic for a while basically killed my commute time, which totally stopped me listening to podcasts. Yeah. And now I go to the office pr- once or twice a week. Okay. And I'm starting to pick up some podcasts again I tend to listen to like the low poster like first right after that I will go to comedy once I've definitely done uh County Bang Bang once or twice Hollywood Handbook once or twice uh and James Bonding on a couple too yeah I think you you we had a good conversation about Hollywood Handbook
1: I don't have a super huge amount of stuff to add but the reason it's my number one is like you, you we kind of touched on it, but there there's just something about the, it, depending on the guest and how quickly they get the shtick, mm-hmm. the episode can be amazing. And you could tell, like, you could always tell if somebody doesn't get it at all, or if they, and sometimes the great thing is if the guest doesn't get it at all, Sean and Hayes will just go nuts. Like there's an episode about Deadpool where they just like they had a guest on that was in Deadpool, and they just the whole episode is like uh three levels removed uh, of irony, like takedown of that whole movie and like guised in like fanboyism. It's just it's it's so. They always talk about like they can't really get that great of a fan base because it's it's so insular. Like the 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 level of the amount of episodes and like time you have to put in to get into it is like very high compared to like other things. It's depending on the
0: episode, it's tough to jump into it. Yeah. But they, that's why the ratings can't possibly be that high.
1: But, but the trade-off of that is if you do, there is some of the best stuff in there. Like, it's just like, it's hard to even describe. It's just like so hilarious. Some of the stuff that they do, especially when they have Tom Sharpling on. I don't know if people listen. Oh yeah. Whenever (laughs) Tom
0: Sharpling is on, it's, next level amazing <laughs> yeah no, he's in some of my funny episodes and you er, er, like the funniest episodes of that show and you're right that it is like interesting whether a guest gets it or not especially like sometimes even comedians don't seem to get it i remember one episode and i could be wrong but i think it was like eliza schlesinger or something really rough. did not get it she didn't she kept commenting on like them being weird and like
1: she very clearly to the end did not understand what was going on in the show. Yeah. And Pauly Shore was a guest and I, and I, it's infamous because he called, he used like derogatory terms for a lot of things and was calling them like all kinds of weird stuff and like Sean led up in an, in an interview on another podcast that he gave like the wrap it up symbol like two minutes into that episode. Like that's how big of a dick Pauly Shore was being. I don't know if you ever listened to it, but it's pretty... No. It's pretty insane. It was, like, early on in their podcast, too. <laughs> I can't believe Polly Shore ever had a career. I can't either. It's, it has to be nepotism, because he was the son of, like, the comedy
0: store couple. Oh. Yeah, that would explain it. There, there's no way it's anything else.
1: I, I, I'm going to totally admit I loved, when I was a kid, I loved Son-in-Law and Encino Man. I loved it. I, I thought it was hilarious as a kid. Now, I go back and try to watch anything he ever did, and I'm just like, what the f-? like. The fuck is going on with this
0: guy? I, mean, <laughs> I do not don't a ten year old. I remember watching Biodome and thinking like this movie is stupid. Biodome is arguably one of the worst
1: movies that's ever been made.
0: Yeah. But that does delight me that he also would not have gotten it. He didn't get it. he if you I actually would recommend
1: listening to that one because it's pretty funny to, to hear somebody so aggressively not get what's going on. The opposite is Sinbad. Sinbad is like the episode they did with Sinbad is like one of the best. Cause he got it. He got it almost like to a degree that I didn't think was possible. <laughs> Whoa. I didn't even know they did an episode with Sinbad. They had Sinbad and Sinbad brought his daughter and then her daughter, his daughter brought her dog. So there was all <laughs> these people in the, in the studio, but it was just fantastic.
0: Oh, I got to listen to that episode then. Yeah. Sinbad, even though he was also like a period in time, I actually understand his, his little bit of stardom. Way more than Polly Shore. Oh yeah,
1: Simba's legit funny, and he wore awesome uh, track suits all the time. I mean, yeah, recipe for success, right there. Fantastic number one. Do you have any honorable mentions? I have a shitload. I'm gonna run through them. Um, in Vorgies, we trust with Gourley and
0: Rust, another Matt Gourley joint. Oh. See, that's the only one of Gourley's I feel like I haven't listened to because I, I haven't really caught a lot of those movies. I'm a, I also really like Paul Rust.
1: Oh yeah. Paul Russ is fantastic. The best Doughboys episode is Paul Russ first episode. Um, that podcast is great because I'm a huge fan of those movies and they do like three hour episodes that go so far into them (laughs) that it's insane. Uh, but it's great. Um, the athletic football show is the, uh, the athletic subscription sports services football podcast. It's unbelievably great. Um, tech talk which is a very obscure weird podcast that i found that is hilarious improv it's these two guys that they basically play like um it's like best Buy dads is like the best way i can describe it <laughs> uh it's really funny um there's one called you're wrong about that um kind of does uh, like really fact checks a lot of like urban myths that are damaging to society, which is really good. Um, Five to four, which is a podcast that obliterates the idea of the Supreme court and its existence. It's fantastic. Know your enemy is two guys that are um, one of them is a former Republican Catholic person who uh, turned into like a really liberal Catholic person. And then a guy who's like left of Che Guevara. And they talk about, conservatism it's very strange and interesting uh office hours is tim heidecker's podcast which is great around the nfl and is the nfl's official podcast is awesome how did this get made which is earwolf that's um paul sheer june day oh, Ray
0: that's a great show i gotta put that on my honorable mentions
1: yeah that's a great one where they just talk
0: about like really bad movies in a very funny way um pistol shrimps radio which is one that you told me about which is, yeah that's on my honorable mentions that was on my list up until the very last second
1: that's a great one that's like that it's uh uh Gurley and mark mcconville right and they they're covering that um wreck
0: uh, women's league basketball games
1: yes it's it's great uh, but my last one is the one i was talking about that was like the true crime one which was um in the dark and it's the fir- specifically the first series of it because it's like a Minnesota public access channel that made it. And it's just really well-made and really interesting, the case of the color,
0: so. But yeah, that's my list. Nice. Yeah, I don't have quite as many, but Pistol Shrimps Radio was definitely my number six. Uh, two Seattle-related podcasts that I like, Iconic Sonics. They have an interview with somebody involved in the Sonics like uh, every episode. It hasn't been around for all that long. The Fabulous Pelton cast, uh, which I think you probably, probably know Kevin Pelton. Yeah, uh, listen to that. It's good. Yeah, he's good. It's with his brother. Uh, the Old Man and the Three. I haven't listened to for very long, but I actually do like it. It's JJ Reddick's podcast, which honestly, it's a pretty good podcast. He's a He's got some strong takes. He does. And he's actually pretty good at calling people out on their BS and it's very clear that players open up to him in a way that they don't always with like other interviews. He seems to be very like respected in the NBA. Yeah. No dunks. I I don't even know how to count this. Like it's the same guys that did the starters too. uh, When that was a podcast and that I think was also on like NBA TV, Uh, but the no dunks podcast. And then of course, how did this get made? And thank you for reminding me of that. Yeah. That's a great one.
1: I like whenever they have Adam Scott on to do Fast and the
0: Furious movies. Yes. I have still several Fast and the Furious movies behind. I have got to catch up.
1: Yeah, Lisa and I had a plan. Every every few months, I feel like we get, like, a plan
0: to let's watch, let's get caught up on those, and then we never do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I feel like we don't really watch a ton of movies, but we did watch The Menu last night. I don't even know what that is. It's pretty good. It's got... Uh, uh, Ray Finds. so the guy who plays M in the latest Bond movies, then played Voldemort in the Harry Potter movies. He is the main chef. And then it's got, um, oh God, what is her name? She was the Queen Gambit main character. Oh, okay. I know who you're talking about. Got a I can't
1: huge think of her eyes. name either. Does she have like a hyphenated last name? Yes. Yeah. Anya.
0: Taylor Johnson. No. Yeah. No, no, uh, Taylor joy, Taylor, Roy, Taylor joy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they're both in it and they're both great. It also actually has a pretty good man. My John Leguizamo appreciation just goes up with everything. He's <laughs> he Well, <like, laughs> in, in this movie, but he's in it and he's great. He oh, wow. He's himself. I would say speaking of that, I
1: gotta go back and watch the past.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, the menu its good. It's a little okay. weird. That's good. That's not right. That sounds interesting. Yeah. Uh, all right. Folks at home, if you have honorable mentions, if you have podcasts you think we should be listening to, go ahead and hit us up. Our email is whiskey sessions, music at gmail.com. We're going to read your email on a future episode, but we got a couple of emails for this episode. So let's get into them. These are your emails. You sent us emails to read. Emails.
1: And now we'll read them.
0: All right. right. Pam, what do you got in the old email inbox?
1: Dear Whiskey Sessions, my most heartbreaking sports transaction is when Andy Metz was not selected to play for the DePaul Blue Demons men's basketball team. I if, know. Anyone, if anyone could have turned that moribund college program around, it was the Mixmaster. Sincerely, me.
0: <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, that's right. I'm sorry. Did the 2007 DePaul Blue Demons make the tournament anyway? Nope. no like, no you know I'm what sure. you weren't on the team so we all we know
1: is that you weren't on the team so if you were on the team and they didn't make it then we have an answer but you weren't on the team they didn't even
0: give you the chance they didn't even give me the chance i even stopped doing drugs for a full month so i could pass a drug test and <laughs> still they didn't give you the chance it's such bullshit i know it is ridiculous it is the greatest regret that apollo demons have ever made
1: I think so. I think it's even worse than when they fired that professor for having like controversial opinions. About them. <laughs> Do you remember that? We were there. There was some like yes. Israel Palestine debate and they like fired somebody and there was all these protests and then they had Ultimate Warrior come and talk bad about everybody.
0: <laughs> uh, good old DePaul. I still will say I liked going to DePaul and I love how my time there wrapped up. Like I just remember having a good, like, I think I pulled two consecutive all nighters to finish my senior paper, which probably wasn't very good. I would, I don't know where it is and I, I would never want to read it. And then just wrapping up with, I think the best fest they've ever had with the roots and Oh yeah. The show, and it just, it was awesome.
1: Yeah, it was great. I enjoyed my time there too. It was it's a pretty cool school.
0: It was, I, th- I think it's the best school in all of Chicago easily. Oh yeah. People will say you, Chicago, or Northwestern, but I don't think so. Northwestern's getting investigated for hazing problems with their football team. They're garbage. There you go. DePaul doesn't even have a football team. That's right. They cut out the middleman. They said no, no hazing because we don't have a team. Yeah. Uh, all right. I got an email that says Hey, guys, I had an idea for a whiskey related business that I'd like to get your feedback on. A lot of folks like their whiskey cold, right? But what happens? when you put ice in your glass the ice melts and you have watered down whiskey a tragedy the whiskey needs to be protected from the ice while still providing it the benefits of its coldness enter the bourbon balloon with the bourbon balloon you simply put whiskey in an uninflated balloon put the whiskey (laughs) balloon in a grocery bag filled with ice And get a straw long enough to enjoy a cool drink on the go. What do you think? This is from Simone in Beaumont, California. I would like to buy one immediately. If it's not available yet, I would like to fund it. I would too, but I got to say, you can probably just go ahead and put this together yourself. (laughs) Well, a a balloon, uninflated balloon, fill it with whiskey. Although you got to, I don't think it'd be that easy. You got to get enough uh, force to get that whiskey in the balloon. And then filling a yeah. bag with ice, that doesn't seem so hard. It just seems like with the giant straw. I mean, that's
1: a great idea and classy. It is
0: classy. That's for sure. But I do
1: have, after I just offered to fund this mention, I did think of a problem, which is like you said, getting the whiskey in the balloon might be a scenario where you're using like a whole bottle of whiskey. You know, like when I review a whiskey and it's like, there's like a sip left. <laughs> It'd be yeah. like, that's what you're going to have to do is just pour all of it and hope some of it gets it.
0: <laughs> I think so too It's probably not like a super cost efficient but they make a great point You want your whiskey cold and sometimes you don't want it watered down And if that's the case I can't think of a better solution I love it Alright, so reach for the star of Simone uh, in Beaumont uh, Folks at home, email us We'll read it on a future episode music at com. That's it for this episode. Episode 153, Be Pimp, and now Shavo. Do you have any words of wisdom for our listeners?
1: Happy birthday, Luna. It was just her birthday, so.
0: Hey, how old is Luna? Six. Six. Great year for a dog. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, Luna's not having any kind of midlife crisis. Although, six is not midlife for a chihuahua. No, but she did just buy a motorcycle, so I think she... Oh, boy, Luna...
1: I was like, we first of all, you've been holding out on this money. We spend all this money
0: getting you food and medicine and all, and you got all this money to buy a motorcycle." I mean, a motorcycle, ridiculous. All right. Yeah. Until next time, this is Amat Sam. Peace out, and be say Bye.